Hi, thanks for joining us for another episode of Listen and See. I'm Janice Spica, and it's a delight to get to share some thoughts and revelations, God's stories, and crazy notions with you. And I also appreciate the great feedback and suggestions that you offered. Uh, lots and lots of grace as we try to learn how to do this. And as we get a little bit more comfortable, um, we'll start bringing in guests because I have so many fun people I want to introduce you to and talk about some fun things with them. Today, we're going to talk about empathy, but not just empathy between humans, but empathy from God toward us. I just want to give you a little backstory. This fall has been really hard. If I'm really honest, the last year has been really hard. Lots of growth, lots of refining, lots of uh, unveiling and unearthing things that I didn't really want to see. Remember that It says in Psalm 51 that God desires truth in the innermost parts. So it's been a year um, (laughs) unearthing the innermost parts, which is a good thing, which brings me to empathy. Um, Many, many years ago when I first started, I used to have this expression with a friend of mine when she was talking about conflict with her friends. And I said, hey, just because they're in the crazy pit doesn't mean that you have to climb down in the crazy pit with them which sounds pithy and cute and witty. However, what I realized is that I took on a posture about, you know, you keep your crazy on your side of the fence. I'll keep my crazy on my side of the fence. We have great boundaries. That sounds really great. But when it comes to heartache and hurting, there's something about us absolutely getting down in the pit with one another so that we can help the other person get out. Now, how we do that sometimes is failed and flawed and really hurtful. Because sometimes, maybe you, like me, you've gotten down in the pit and you didn't want to actually sit with anyone. You wanted them to get out as quick as possible because you are so uncomfortable. I know many of my friends who've also been going through hard seasons have had to weather lots of questions and lots of thoughts and lots of evaluations because, as I told her, We're all trying to sort out our doctrine in our day-to-day living. So we go through hardship. Now, what do we think about God? What do we think about comfort? What do we think about His goodness? How do we shore up uh, this happy, joyful Christian life when all hell is literally breaking loose? What do you do then? These are real questions that we're talking about. Okay, so let's jump in. Empathy is being with someone in the middle of their hurt and heartache. Does this sound like someone else you might know? Emmanuel, God with us. So what does that mean exactly? I want to try to sum this up for you in an encounter that I had. My family has started counseling, something that's a new area for me. And at the end of a one-on-one session with this counselor, we did the formalities. We set up our other appointment. I paid my bill. I was getting ready to shake her hand and thank her for her time. And instead, she reached toward me to hug me. Well, I'm a hugger, so I didn't think anything about it. So I reached over to hug her, but she didn't hug me. She held me deeply, firmly for an extended period of time. And when she did that, I immediately felt this sob welling up in my chest. It makes me cry to think about it even right now. Something about being held after being so vulnerable with her for an hour pouring out my heart, crying, angry, going through all the emotions, frustration, I don't know what to do, where is God, I need help. 
at the end of that very vulnerable time, having her just hold me and just take something, maybe. I'm not exactly the words. Maybe not take something, share something. There it is. Sharing that moment and sharing that space. And when she let go, she just said, you've been carrying stuff for a long time. And I know it's been hard. And then I really started crying. And I thanked her and I walked out and I went to my car and literally just sat there and cried. And I go, God, what is going on? I'm such a strong person. What's happening here? Why is this blowing me up so much? And so I had to go back to the Lord and I've just been sitting in it for weeks now, trying to figure out what happened in that moment. And the Lord said, Jenna, that was comfort. She wasn't trying to fix me. She didn't have all the answers, although she probably did. She had lots of observations of things that I wasn't doing right and needed to do. She had lots and lots of insight. But what she gave me instead in that moment was comfort. Just being with me in this really hurt and tender place. And you know what? I realized I have really, really sucked at doing empathy. I think I'm a good listener. I think I love people really well. I really do care about people. But just sitting with them in the moment when they're hurting without trying to fix them was really a shift in the way I've thought about my relationships with other people. But it's also changed my relationship with the Lord, which is my next point. I had this all-night encounter with the Lord where He was replaying a scene of a video that I had watched. I'm going to put the link of the video in the notes of this podcast. It's on YouTube. It's by Brene Brown called Empathy. She has these little short animated clips that um, she does some really powerful teaching in. So again, it's Brene Brown's Empathy video, and it's a short animated clip. And in that clip, there's a scene where someone has fallen down into a little fox, has fallen down into a hole, and She's trying to visually and verbally explain what does it mean to do empathy. And so this bear climbs down the ladder to where the friend is and says, you're not alone, and I know what this feels like. And then he turns around and flicks the light on. So the little fox that was once sitting in a deep, dark pit is now with someone and the light is on. So go watch the video. It's so great. I've been thinking about it for weeks and weeks now, but the Lord kept playing that scene from that video over and over again in my sleep, and I couldn't figure out what it was he wanted to tell me. And he said, I am the person that's coming down the ladder to comfort you. And the first thing I do is say, I'm with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. And then I turn the light on because you need to see what I see. So I want to just give you a minute to pause. When we're in a deep, dark pit, the only thing that we can see is what we can see, which is usually very limited. It's a lot of pain, a lot of anguish, confusion, anger. But to know that the Lord comes to us in that very hurt moment, deep moment, deeply feeling moment, that He comes in there, not afraid of it, not ashamed of it, not upset about it, but comes in that moment with us to be with us in it. And He turns the light off because He's trying to show us something that we couldn't see in our own little space. I don't know about you, but that has really changed my perspective on some heartaches that I've been going through that I just told you about earlier. 
He is trying to show me that if I'm looking for a happy-go-lucky life with no problems, no conflicts, no growth, no change, no transformation, I might be having some unreal expectations. But if I look at my life that he's the author of, and he's also the author of my faith, and he is the author of every detail, and he is the the, you know, what is that great scripture out of Colossians? He fills everything in every way that all my lack and gap, he's there to fill in. If he's right there and his perspective is different from mine and I can start seeing things from the way he sees things, it's going to bring me something. It's not like, oh, I see different from God. Oh, great. Now, now what? It's like, I see different from my, what I used to think. I see what God sees and that brings me comfort. When he calls himself the God of all comfort, that's not just some nice little Bible verse. That's a clue in to who he is and what he offers us in the worst of moments. Except here's what I'm finding. We don't want comfort and we don't want to give comfort. We love to give answers and perspective and opinions. We love to run away from things that need comfort. We go to coping. We go to distraction. We go to numbing out. But comfort is sitting right in the middle of it and letting someone else move in and show you something. It's a powerful process. So just to sum up, empathy with God. You know, we talked last time, empathy with Emmanuel, empathy with the God who is with us. He brings us comfort that's as tangible as a hug and shows us you're not crazy. You're not alone. And I want to show you something right here in this moment. And there's more to see with him than we can see on our own. And then I was at a dinner party on Saturday night, and the Lord brought back this moment. I was trying to grapple for a word for what this year has felt like, because it's not enough for me to go, oh, it's been a really hard year. Lots of bad things have happened, because a lot of good things have also happened. But I kept trying to say, it's been refining, it's been changing, it's been... And then the Lord brought, brought back this word, debridement. Actually, my friend helped me figure out the medical term because I could see the medical process but couldn't remember the word. And the word is debridement. And it's a process that I had to walk through with one of my daughters when she was really small. She had a terrible skin issue and they were treating her like a burn patient, literally. And so the doctor came in and did a debridement process where they come in and scrub off all the dead skin. And it was as excruciating as it sounds. And she was in so much pain. And I was in so much pain watching her go through that, knowing that they had to get all that dead skin cells off her body so that new skin cells could grow and she could actually begin the healing process because she couldn't heal with all that dead skin and all the stuff where the infection was. And, you know, I've just sat in that with the Lord since he showed me that on Saturday night about how painful that was for my daughter to live through. But she had to do it because she had to get her skin clear and clean and where it could grow fresh new skin again, where it could grow fresh new skin again. But also, can I tell you that in all of my years of parenting, that was one of the most painful things is watching my child go through so much pain that I knew that she had to go through to get to healing. And that gave me such a sense of comfort about how God feels 
when we go through really hard things. It's not like he's blind or uncaring or distant. But just like I was with my daughter, I was right there with her. And I had my face as close to her as I could, just so that she could see I'm right here with you. And there was one moment where I had to just turn away for a second because just looking at the pain in her eyes was more than I could bear. And immediately I heard the Lord in that moment go, she has to see your eyes. You have to look her dead in the face so that she knows that you're with her in this moment. And I see now that God was planting something in my life so that I could go in my worst pain, in my deepest moments. I'm lock-eyed with the God who knows exactly how I feel, and He's right there with me through the most excruciating pain every time, every season, no matter how long it takes. All of our lives, we have this promise that the God of all comfort is here to show us true empathy, which is comfort in the moment, comfort in a life-changing, deep, gratifying way, like a hug, a severe, divine, beautiful hug, but then also that He gives us a way to see something that we couldn't see when it was just us looking. And I just want to close out with something that God has just been so stirred in my spirit out of Romans 8. I love the Passion Translation. I love lots of translations, actually. But the Passion Translation says this, So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His divine purpose. To fulfill His designed purpose. That's verse 28. You know that. And God works all things together. But I I love the way it talks about Him being every detail of our lives. And then verse 38 says this in the Passion. So now, I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe. Listen to this. Nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that His love will triumph over death. Life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken His love. There is no power above us or beneath us. No power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Wow. What a beautiful God. What a beautiful God. I just bless you. Shout out to Jesus who makes all things right and true in the end. I bless you. I pray you have a fantastic Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Jana's message today. Remember, you can support this work and other Greater Things endeavors by checking out greater-things.org for details. That's greater-things.org. Thank you.